but I am so glad that you are with us this morning. My name is Pastor Mike. I'm the senior pastor here at Emmanuel Baptist Church. If this is your first time tuning in to Emmanuel, I want to welcome you and uh, you know, let you know that this is not, uh, this is not normal. Um, we uh, are going to be broadcasting live really from here on out, even once this whole restriction thing is over, but uh, it is uh, so much better uh, to experience this live and to have you here with us. So I want to give you a, a welcome if this is your first time joining us. It is great to have you here, and I hope that you can find a home at Emmanuel, a place where you can know Jesus Christ and him resurrected. And uh, that is exactly what we are celebrating today. And so if you are at home and you have your Bibles with you, I want to invite you to open them up to the letter of 1 Peter. Now, 1 Peter is a, a letter that is near the end of the Bible. And so if you go to the latter part of, of the Bible, you'll end up seeing uh, Hebrews and then James and then Peter. It's a, it's a few books before the last one. And so we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, sorry, 1 Peter chapter 1. And if you don't have your Bible, that's cool because we're going to have it right up here. Uh, on the screen along with. So allow me to pray, and then we'll look at uh, a hope that we have, a hope and a reason for getting out of bed. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you do this work here this morning? Would you help us to see the beauty of Jesus through the words that your Apostle Peter has written to us? Would it instruct us? Would it give us hope? And would we find new life through it? And it's in Jesus' name that we ask this. Amen. You know, over the course of this stay-at-home order, uh, I have really tried to, uh, to get in better shape. I have been a little more consistent with getting up in the morning uh, early to work out, uh, probably more consistent than I have been for uh, really for quite a long time. However, as this epidemic drags on, I'm finding it much harder to get up and get out of bed. Now, I don't know about you, but really ever since this, um, this whole thing started, I've had some just crazy dreams at night. They're not bad dreams, but they're, they're just weird and wild dreams that have woken me up in the middle of the night, sometimes kept me up, uh, but it, it, it's just very strange. And they usually come on the heels of, of days in which I've had to do mental marathons, days in which I've had to process all sorts of, of new information and then having to adapt to it somehow, oftentimes on, on the fly. Uh, sometimes uh, just getting up to go and work out and to start my day. Man, sometimes it, it just doesn't seem worth it. If that's my experience, and I'm assuming that many of you who are watching have a similar experience. Whether or not it's trying to figure out how you're going to get this routine of educating your children uh, sort of in a groove, or maybe it's, it's how to stay mentally sane while being stuck at home for so long, or maybe it is trying to figure out how the bills are going to get paid, or uh, now that you've been furloughed or laid off, maybe you are a person that is at high risk for developing uh, COVID-19, or maybe your business, which was your dream for years and years, is going under because of all these closures. Maybe it is the longevity of this whole entire mess that is wearing you down. But whatever it is, 
we have ample reason to hit the snooze button in the morning, to stay in bed, just to throw our hands up and say, I'm giving up. This is not worth it. But friends, today is Easter, and it is the perfect time to either be reminded of or maybe even hear for the first time that though this world will constantly give us reasons uh, to get down, God has provided us with a hope that the world cannot offer. God has provided us with a reason to get out of bed in the morning. And in this cultural moment where we are hearing and thinking a lot more uh, about death than we maybe do, uh, it is interesting to note that the Christian hope is actually born out of death and is found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is that historical event and what it means for us now and for our future that you and I can greet any challenge without fear and with strong, unwavering faith and hope. This morning we're going to look at uh, a couple of verses from a letter that Peter, who was one of Jesus' closest friends when he was here on earth, this is a letter that Peter wrote to Christians who were scattered abroad all throughout both southern Europe and all throughout the Middle East who were suffering from their faith. And though we are not suffering in the same manner in which Peter's original audience suffered— That's the beauty of the Bible. The one interpretation has many applications and fits right here with us where we are at, wherever you are at, at home with many circumstances. With that in mind, let me read what Peter wrote to these suffering Christians, and then I'll break it down and we'll well up with gospel hope this Easter amidst a global pandemic. This is what Peter writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb, without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So Peter, in this passage here, points to one big 
reason to get out of bed in the morning. Christ has risen from the dead. And because of that, we can do a few things in that hope. The first is, is that we need to find true hope in the resurrection of Jesus. Find true hope in the resurrection of Jesus. You know, verse 20 here reminds us that Jesus didn't just show up on the scene when, uh, when he was born in a manger. Rather, it points to the fact that Jesus has always existed. Scripture tells us that before anything was ever created, that Jesus was there. He was before all things. In fact, the Apostle Paul tells us that he is, was the acting agent by which all things in creation came to their existence. Jesus is eternal. There has never been a time that Jesus has not existed. Now, verse 20 tells us that he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. Now, the word foreknown here, in the context, doesn't mean that he was just known ahead of time. Rather, this is a relational term. In from creation, from eternity past, Jesus enjoyed a relationship with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And verse 20 goes on to say, but he was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. Though Jesus existed eternally with the rest of the Trinity, he took on flesh. He lived a sinless life. He died on a cross. He rose from the dead three days later for your sake, Peter tells us. Your sinfulness is given to him. His righteousness is attributed now to you. He takes the punishment and we get exoneration. And verse 21 tells us how that, uh, how that glorious exchange happens. Who through him are believers in God. So we are redeemed. We are claimed by God. We are saved from sin and wrath and made new again by God's grace through belief in Christ alone, through faith alone, through trusting in him alone. Verse 20 again. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times, for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory. So how do we know that we've been forgiven? 
How do we know that we've been restored? How do we know that we will go to, go to heaven? How do we know that we've been redeemed? We know this because Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, I wonder if you are internalizing this, the radical nature of this news. We have hope that this life, with all of its troubles, with all of its struggles, is not all that there is. Because the tomb was empty on that first Easter morning. We can have hope because the world can take away our freedom. It can shut us in our homes for months. It can take away our jobs. It can take away our health. It can take away our bank accounts. But it can't take away our hope. Jesus died and rose from the grave. And because of that, the world has nothing on us. That is why verse 21 then tells us that God did all of these things so that your faith and hope are in God and not in those things that will never deliver. The resurrection means everything. And this Easter, your life can be redeemed. You don't have to live in despair or bitterness or anger. You don't have to live with that guilty conscience anymore. You don't have to, to live with that shame that feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Turn to Christ today. Give him your past. But trust him for your future. Everything can be different. Give your life to him today. If that is something that you are ready to do wherever you are right now, take a moment and pray with me. Lord Jesus, I give you everything today. Take my life, take my past, take my present, take my future, take everything, Lord. I am yours. Forgive me based on your work on the cross, which was verified in your resurrection. Make today the first day of my true life in you. Amen. So if you received Christ this morning, we want to know about it. You can send us a message right on Facebook. Only Pastor Dave and I uh, will see it. And we want to help you grow. We want to help you to know Jesus better. And, and so whether you're a brand new Christian or maybe you're a seasoned saint, Peter then goes on, and we're going to go in a little bit of a backwards fashion here. He goes on to tell us some things that we should consider in light of this resurrection hope. And the, and the second point is, is that we should set our, our hope fully on Jesus. So in light of the resurrection, we ought to set our hope fully on Jesus. Look with me in verse 13. 
Therefore, preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So in other words, uh, there is so much in this world that we can be distracted by even in our normal lives. And during the last month or so, that uh, those distractions have, have increased exponentially. But Peter, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit here, tells us that our lives, not only during this, this COVID crisis, but all the days of our lives, would be so much easier and so much more joyful if we didn't focus on the short-sightedness of our problems. Because here's the truth, and maybe you know this intrinsically, but you don't choose to think about it very much. And I want you to listen very closely here because this is really important, earth-shattering truth. When this COVID crisis is over, you are still going to have troubles. Jesus promised us that, that in this world we will have troubles. Job, uh, when he was talking about his, his, his problems, he said that man is born for trouble as sparks fly upward from the fire. Right now, it may seem like you are stuck at home or you're on furlough or you've been laid off and when all this is over, something else negative is going to come and it's going to fight you for your attention. But Peter tells us that we must always keep our thoughts in check and have a realistic perspective of life. There is something so much bigger and something so much more important than our brief time on this earth. Because Christ has risen from the dead and promises to return to undo all of these things and to make all things right, then we need to set our hope fully on that promise. And next, another thing that Peter tells us to do is that we need to live our new life in Jesus. Live your new life in Jesus. Look with me in verses 14 through 16. Peter writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Okay, now, admittedly, there's a lot of spiritual jargon there in these verses, but what we need to recognize here and take heed of is the fact that Peter is telling us that when we come to know Jesus Christ in a real way, our lives aren't the same anymore. Now the Apostle Paul tells us many times throughout his uh, letters that that old person, that old man, that old woman that we used to be, that person is dead and gone. That person no longer exists. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Sure, you and I will, will still have this 
residual sin that will cling and and stick to us that was part of the old life but the good news is is that we are no longer condemned for that and we are uh, we're redeemed and we're no longer held in bondage to that and Christ is working in us daily to put aside those things and put on more of Christ we are counted righteous not based in what we are doing, but rather on what Christ has done for us. Now, in light of that, in response to that, God wants us to live lives that bring him glory. And one of the ways that we do that is by not looking back to that old life. Well, absolutely it is true that we learn from our mistakes and we learn from our sins. And many times is it not true that even years after we are still having to deal with the, uh, with the results and the consequences of those decisions. But what Peter is telling us is that we can't retreat back to that old life regardless of how strong those temptations are. The resurrection of Jesus has given us a new life. And it is the privilege of those who have received that new life to live in light of it. So we need to live our new life in light of Jesus. And finally, Peter tells us that we need to rehearse the gospel story. We need to rehearse the story of the gospel. One of the best uh, ways that we can live this new life that we are given in light of the resurrection is to rehearse the good news, to recall what has happened. And Peter gives us a little bit of help here in showing one way in which we can do this. Look with me in verse 17. He says, Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Now, before we go on, I want to flesh that out just a little bit. Peter is using some spiritual language that may be foreign to you, uh, that might, might seem a little strange, but many times throughout the Bible, uh, God's people are told to fear the Lord. Now, the fear that he's talking about there is not some sort of dreadful terror, but rather it is an awesome reverence of who God is, of his power, of his might, of his goodness and his glory and his love and his, uh, his, his works and all those sorts of things. So it is not a terror. It is a holy reverence. And Peter is telling us that we are to live our time on earth before we go to heaven in reverence of who God is and what he has done. And so how do we do that? We do that by remembering the gospel. Verse 18 tells us, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things, such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb, without blemish or spot. So, In a way, we can look back 
on our former life. But we're not to do it with nostalgia. We are to do it with heartbreak. We are to remember those things that we had said and those things that we did. We remember the, the, the thoughts that we had and, and the careless words that we spoke to someone that was so hurtful and so damaging to our relationship with them. And we, and we remember that we were made right with God, not by something that we purchased or by something that we were able to do, Rather, Peter reminds us that we were made right with Christ only through the purchase of the blood of Jesus. We were ransomed by the spotless Lamb of God. We are so loved by God that we were bought with a very costly and expensive price. And we were sealed as his by his resurrection from the dead. And through that we were given a hope that nothing in this world can give us because this is a hope that goes beyond the grave and that has been conquered by Jesus in his resurrection. Oh, redeemed brothers and sisters of God, it might be hard to greet the day with everything that you and I are experiencing. You might wake up in the morning and not have a clue of what in the world the world is going to throw at you, and it may terrify you. But there is Hope. Jesus has risen from the grave. And the Apostle Paul tells us, therefore, we do not lose heart. For though this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, and his name is Jesus. And he can be yours today by faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come on this Resurrection Sunday to remember not just the death of Christ, but the resurrection of Christ. For without Christ being risen from the dead, there would be no hope. And Paul tells us that we of all people would be most to be pitied. But indeed, Christ has risen from the dead. And so, Father, I pray for all of those that are watching out there today, wherever in the world they may be, that they would find hope in Christ alone this morning, Father. 
Lord, that they would uh, see the light of Christ in the midst of all their suffering, in the midst of all their, their depression, in the midst of all their anxiety, in the midst of all their family strife, in the midst of their loneliness, in the midst of their, of their missing their, their, their time with their families today, God. That we would see the hope of the resurrection as far greater than anything that this world can give us. God, would you do that work in the hearts of people that have never trusted in you before, Father? Would today be the day that they say, Father, I give you my life, I give you my past and my future. Take it, it is yours. Lord, would you do that Easter miracle today in the same power by which you raised Jesus from the dead on that first Easter morning. And it is in the powerful name of Christ Jesus, our Lord, that I ask you to do that this morning. Amen.